In today's programme, we get the inside scoop on bird watching hotspots in Cambridge from the Cambridge Bird Club. You're listening to The Science Show on Cambridge 105. In this section called Scientists at Work, we talk to people who, for some reason or another, find themselves working, researching or thinking about science in Cambridge, England. Also presenting today's show is fellow scientist Chris Grease. Happy Saturday. Hey Chris, why have you brought your binoculars and thigh-high boots? Well, I've been birdwatching in the wetlands at Wiccan Fen, trying to catch sight of a bittern, one of the most rare and threatened bird species here in the UK. You see, I sat down with Peter Herkenrat, chairman of the Cambridgeshire Bird Club, and he said that we have here some of the world's most valuable wetlands, and they're really important for our local birds, and that we should get out and enjoy them. But I started our chat by asking Peter what first got him interested in birds. I started birdwatching at the age of seven or eight, I think. You started young. <laughs> yes, I did, a long time ago. My parents had a bird feeder in their garden, and it was wonderful. We got a good variety of bird species there, and I somehow got hooked. And then my parents took me out bird watching, and I had an uncle who was a very keen bird and mammal watcher, and he took me and my brother out a lot and taught us how to watch wildlife. So I got hooked from an early age. And this was in Germany, where you grew up? That was in Germany, yes, okay. yes in a small town in, in Germany. What about birds brought you to Cambridgeshire? I started my uh, career, my professional career, at an, a non-governmental organization in Germany that works on conservation issues. And I moved to Cambridge in 1997 to join the Secretariat of BirdLife International, which is a global partnership of national bird conservation organizations. So that was wonderful. I didn't really work on birds there. I worked on policy. That is something that I still do on, on global policies on nature conservation. And you were just at a conference on wetland conservation. Yes, I just spent the last 10 days in Romania, in Bucharest, at the conference of the parties to the Ramsar Convention on Wetlands. That's a global treaty committed to conservation of wetlands, all sorts of wetlands, and the wise use of wetlands. So that was a global meeting. And that sounds very important for Cambridgeshire because we have so many wetlands. That's right, yes. This Ramsar Convention on Wetlands actually holds a list of wetlands of international importance. So the top wetlands of the world are registered in that list, and some of the wetlands here in Cambridgeshire are on that list. The, the use washes, the neen washes, I think we can fen and Woodwalton fen are listed there. That's wonderful, and they're habitats for bird species. They are, yes, yes. This Ramsar Convention was adopted in the town of Ramsar, which is a town in Iran at the Caspian Sea coast. I think it was in 1971. And at first it was really committed to bird conservation and wetlands. But it has broadened its remit very much to look at well-being of people who live at wetlands, who live from ecosystem services that are provided by wetlands. So it's a much more holistic view these days. When you're not fighting for important improvements to wetland conservation policy, what do you get up to on your weekends? I do a lot of bird watching over the past five years. 
Uh, we have done a lot of bird mapping for a national atlas of bird distribution in winter and in the breeding season that was organized by the British Trust for Ornithology. But we at the Cambridgeshire Bird Club are preparing from these data an atlas of bird distribution in Cambridgeshire as well, which will be out in 2013. And I do some hoverfly recording for the RSVB at their Fendrayton uh, Lakes Nature Reserve. That's wonderful. And you're actually the chairman of the Cambridgeshire Bird Club, is that right? That's correct, yes. I'm the chairman of the Bird Club. And I would like to mention a conference uh, that is coming up. It's on Saturday, the 29th of September at Cottenham Village College. And it's about raptor conservation with a strong local focus. How are our raptors doing in Cambridgeshire, but also a national focus. It's The conference is in collaboration with RSBB and the British Trust for Ornithology. It's open to everyone. Uh, everyone can register. Information can be found on our website. Raptors, that's one of the important species that we have here in Cambridgeshire. And what other kinds of bird species do we have locally? We have a number of, of uh, different types of birds, if you like so, in particular wetland birds. That is what Cambridgeshire is very important for in international terms, so as a wintering area for swans and ducks, for uh, waders on migration, uh, lapwings and golden plovers winter in, in huge numbers. We have breeding populations of redshank, of snipe, of lapwing and these breeding waders have decreased a lot all over the country, all over Europe actually, because we don't have these uh, wetlands anymore in a, in a natural or semi-natural state. So in particular the ooze washes and the neen washes are very important refuges for these breeding wader populations. I should probably add uh, this year with all the rain between April and today, actually, I got pretty wet when I cycled here for this interview, all this rain has been uh, caused flooding, of course, and we, we know this from the news that many people have been affected. Also, breeding birds have been negatively affected on a large scale, in particular these waders that are doing not well anyway. So many of those birds have actually had no offspring this year. One of the aspects of global warming, or global climate change, I should say, that often is overlooked is that there are massive changes in the precipitation patterns. It's not just the temperature rising, and it sounds like that can have some pretty detrimental impacts to the local wildlife. Absolutely. I mean, it's hard to say whether the, these uh, torrential rains that we had over the past weeks and months are actually due to climate change. But climate change is certainly causing more extreme weather events, and this includes storms and, and lot of, lots of rain, and that is a problem for wildlife, particularly because there are so few natural habitats or habitats in a wildlife-friendly state left. So these birds, when they are in trouble and when the rains destroy their eggs, their offspring, then um, the numbers are low anyway and there are not enough habitats to go to for them. So the problems that birds have with habitats, uh, they are really yeah, spoiled by, by the effects of climate change that come on top of the problems they have anyway.
Well, we're very lucky to have you at the front line of policy change work, Peter. And what would you suggest that us regular folks do to help out with bird conservation? I think everyone can do their bit. Gardens uh, are actually very, very important for biodiversity. If you take the, the surface of, of gardens in this country, I think it exceeds, exceeds by far the surface of nature reserves. So if you do some wildlife-friendly gardening, that really helps. So a lawn that is being cut every second week uh, might help a few blackbirds, but that's probably it already. So leave some wild places, some wild corners where weeds can grow, where shrubs can grow. Brambles are wonderful for insects, for birds, uh, for, for wildlife. So leave these wild corners. Another issue is, um, of course, in spring and early summer the vegetation grows, that's very natural, and then hedges are cut back, shrubs and trees are cut back, and often nests of birds are destroyed, because people don't see them. Nests are often very well camouflaged, very well hidden, and these nests are destroyed, or the axes for example, for cats and crows to these nests is actually enabled by, by cutting back uh, shrubs and hedges. So really care is needed there. And this is where everyone can help wildlife. And what about bird feeders? Because I have a lot of fun with those. Bird feeding is, is a wonderful thing. It's just great because you can see the birds very close. You can learn about bird identification easily. It's fun. It's good for, for kids to learn about birds. So it's something I would really very much encourage. It is most important uh, in late winter and early spring when the natural food resources are not there anymore, the seed reservoir, for example, uh, are exploited, and then birds really get into trouble. So that's the most important season. And then I would say go out and enjoy the wonderful places that we have here in the city, the local nature reserves, but in the wider county, in the countryside, here, uh, all the woodland reserves, the wetland reserves. There's really a lot to discover here in Cambridgeshire. Thanks to Peter Herkenrat of the Cambridgeshire Bird Club. We'll post links to the Bird Club and to hotspots for excellent local bird viewing on our website. Roger, stop playing with the binocs. I know, but I've just seen a pigeon. <laughs> That's pretty much all for today's show. Scientists at Work is made by the Science Show team on Community Radio, Cambridge 105. You can also find past episodes on the website www.cambridge105.fm You can also subscribe to future podcasts with the iTunes store. You can get in touch with us on the email science at cambridge105.fm or on Twitter at 105science. Till next time, it's bye from the Science Show team of Roger Frost and Chris Crease. You're listening to The Science Show on Cambridge 105. <laughs>